all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks such as delicious fried chicken, maybe a few too many donuts, some delicious cake, a heart-shaped herb maybe, or even a well-cooked steak that you leave for your dog. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Malhorn. David, how you doing today, man? I'm doing all right. Yeah? I'm confused. Did you not get all what all of those were? Uh, No, that doesn't have my confusion my okay. confusion is i have no clue what to make of this year's oscars oh my god oh this is i i told a, a friend of ours Lindsay friend good friend of the podcast today words that i never thought i would say which is i can't wait for oscar season to be over man i am this this whole thing has stressed me out and there's been so much anxiety. There's been too listen, if I could just before we even really get into it, David, if I could just take a moment to address film Twitter and just to tell everybody to stop arguing so much about movies. These are subjective films. It's okay if you like Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't like it that much. It's okay if you like Green Book, even if it's like, you know, how to solve racism for old white people. Like, that's fine. It's fine if you like these movies. You don't have to shit on each other for liking these movies, man. It's really, really kind of like soured me on it just to see the way people like just are just straight up picking fights. On social media, it's 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 soured it for me. But regardless, going back to what you said, David, number one, I do want to mention that that little read at the beginning, those are all foods in various Best Picture nominees this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Um, or things consumed in the case of the heart-shaped herb. Um, but yeah, man, this has been, and we've been doing this for a long time. We've been doing the Oscars long before the podcast. I don't think we've ever had a year like this. Where there is just no clear front runner, and and when you even start to talk about, oh well, maybe it could be this, something else comes comes in as another possibility. Yeah, it just seems like it's a year where every time you think a movie gets momentum, it suddenly doesn't have that momentum, or there's a big issue or scandal, and some of this has to do with just the the new world that we live in with. You know, and it's always probably been there, but now it's a little bit more evident to everybody else. Mm-hmm. The severe like politicking that goes out there and Big campaigns time. and things like that. Like it's the twenty year anniversary. I'm sorry of Shakespeare. If, I'm sorry if all of you out there thought that Bradley Cooper getting on stage with Lady Gaga was just a nice, convenient surprise. Like, look, <laughs> uh, ooh. If, if you think if you think Bradley Cooper just happened to randomly be in Vegas taking in. Lady Gaga's show and just happened to get called up on stage and it had nothing with hoping to get some momentum around their movie for the Oscars. Wow. Um, then I, I'm sorry to burst anybody's bubble wow. that thought that was actually like just, you know, spur of the moment. How could you ruin that totally organic <laughs> moment that happened in a multi-million dollar Vegas show, David? I apologize. I apologize. Listen, I'm not going to lie. Bradley Cooper did not sing well in that clip. He did not. He was not. He needs to get into Jackson, Maine. He needs to get in that, you know, yeah. get back in that He was in Bradley again. Cooper octave. He was. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, even going right, with though. starting with Stars Born, like, when Stars Born came out and people saw it, like... That was the Oscar favorite. That People was the were saying runner. like, "This is it, done." You know, I'm still baffled give it, that it's give not. it all five major awards. You know that I'm, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm fine with that, but it's not been that way, and it's amazing to me because there are films, and again, it's so hard to talk about the Oscars because film is subjective, right? Like I just said, like some people love Bohemian Rhapsody. I would argue though. That most people love the music in Bohemian Rhapsody, and they have a hard time separating that from the okay film that it's attached to. But that is neither here nor there. I I am baffled that some of the films that are just not as good have become the front runners, and I am baffled that the star that A Star Is Born has become the award season also ran. Like A Star Is Born is a 
phenomenal film. Yeah. Like a phenomenal film. And and universally considered to be phenomenal. It's and I don't know, man. The difficulty on display, like you want to talk about like a difficulty rating, certainly higher than Bohemian Rhapsody. But regardless, but you, but we you could even, do that. We could do this all night. But you even go into as we get into like the different guilds. Like normally, um, there's a lot of guilds and things like that that match up. Um, yep. And this year, it's really been all over the place because you had PGA, Producers Guild of America, Green Book won that. Yep. Inexplicably, uh, you have DGA, Directors Guild of America, which doesn't give out a best picture, but no. it gives out. Best director, right? Um, and we'll get into all the stats and how much these things normally line up. Yes, uh, but they Roma was the winner there. Yep, they gave it to Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, you have Screen a- Screen Actors Gr- Guild, which mm-hmm. most of the time the one that people look at is the ensemble because that's more of an indication of the entire film sure. and the actors and actresses, and not just you know best Indi- lead, best supporting right. that Individual kind of thing. Performances. And the winner there was Black Panther. Yep. And then you had the Writers Guild, yep. which does adapted and original, similar to um, the Oscars. Oscars. And the winners for that were Eighth Grade and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Eighth Grade not even nominated for yep. an Oscar. How does, how does, let me ask you this real quick. How does Eighth Grade get nominated for a Writers Guild Award and win it? And the Writers Guild, which makes up a, a, a large portion of the Academy of the Writers Wing fail to nominate like i don't the the match just doesn't add up i i have no clue it's crazy uh and then you have um the editors ace the The american cinema editors society something like that which gave love for they do drama and comedy and drama was again for some reason bohemian rhapsody is called the drama and comedy was the favorite, which makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. And there are other ones, too. Like, there's the Cinematographers Guild, the American Society of Cinematographers, which, if I'm not mistaken, gave it to Cold War this yeah. year. But then you even go back to Golden Globes, and that was Green Book and um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. So it's really interesting. You go to BAFTA, and that was a repeat for Roma. So, But again, usually in a year... You see one take the majority of those. Mm-hmm. This year we haven't had one win more than two. I don't think, and that's, and and we've put all the stats together. That has never happened before. I think the only, actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back. In the past, because we're looking back as long as all of these awards have existed. So we're stopping at like 95 because that's as long as the SAG awards. Mm-hmm. So in the past, so all going all the way back to 1995, David, this has only ever happened one other time going all the way back to 1995 when Braveheart only won the Writers Guild Award and it wound up winning Best Picture. That It's never happened after that. Crash won more awards. Uh, Million Dollar Baby. Oh, no. Million Dollar Baby only won the Directors Guild Award. So it's happened a, cu- a couple of times. Yeah, but it's 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 pretty rare. It's rare. Though, to have it this spread out, I think, which is really different yeah versus previous years yeah um not that it has never happened but it's pretty rare i mean uh you go back to last year's it was pretty much shape of water and three billboards you had ladybird uh get out and call me by your name each be single winners but three billboards took down three awards and shape of water took down three counting best picture sure um and going back to those two other examples you know, yes, Braveheart won, but Sense and Sensibility won three guilds. Apollo thirteen won three guilds. So there were there were front runners. Braveheart just happened to come from nowhere. Yep. So it, it's wild, man. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Yep. I have no idea. I like. I don't even. Uh, we're gonna get to picking our 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 final predictions in a little bit. I am sitting right here right now recording this podcast. I still don't know what I'm gonna pick. Yeah, for a lot of these. And so let me run through. We talked about, we alluded to some stats, so we might as well go into those before we get into some of the big questions and answering who we're picking for the different awards. Yes. Um, I'll just give you some random things. So in the, in the last, or since the history, so these first ones are in the entire history of the Oscars. Okay. um, There has been one winner 
that's made zero to $25 million in the box office. Of the all-time Oscars. Of all-time Oscars. There's been one winner that's been in the zero to $25 million range. And I feel this like year, I know which one it is. This year, we actually have, I think, a couple that fit that uh-huh. category. Uh, because you have something like Roma. Which you don't even know what. Yeah, we don't. We don't even know <laughs> how do we tra- how do we track box office for that? It could be, it could be a lot if you track like every ten dollars is a every uh, every sub- view is a ten dollars sure. subscription. But I don't know. Yeah, um, you have in the twenty five to fifty million range. There's been six winners. Fifty to a hundred million. There's been twelve winners. Hundred to two hundred is the biggest range, and and obviously that's a hundred million range that I'm giving, but that's 18 winners. Okay. Um, there's been two winners that were in the 300 to 400 million range and only one winner that's been that really big top box office one, yep. um, which we all know, Titanic. Titanic. Um, but that's the only one that's been over 400 um, million. Is the Hurt one. Locker the one that's zero to 25? I believe it is. I think it is. I believe I think it is the Hurt, Hurt Locker. locker. Only made like twelve million dollars or something like that. Hurt Locker's really good movie too. It kind of amazes me that it. No, Hurt Locker made uh, forty nine. Crap. So it's it's in that other range. Damn it. Um, and I should, if I was a good statistician, have that one well, since there was only one. But that's okay. You're the one that we have, so, so you're you're, you're good. stuck with me. You're good. Um, but um, but more often than not, it's a movie that people have seen. Yeah, and some other things, some other random stats for you in here. Um, 63 times since the beginning of the Oscars has the best director um, has the movie that the best director won for has that movie also taken down best picture. So 63 times it was both best picture and best director. Correct. 27 times it was best actor and best picture. Okay. So less correlation. There. 11 times it was best actress. Way less best picture. Way, way less, less correlation there. Uh, which I think comes in line. Like if you think back through even this year with actresses, it's a little bit different. But a lot of times you have the actress category be a bunch of movies that aren't nominated for best picture. A lot like literally like it, if you, it, a lot of times like you look at like when Julianne Moore won for um, I think it's after Alice or something Alice or still Alice or whatever it was like most of the time we're and we'll talk about this in a little bit. These actresses nowadays, they're getting these makeup nominations when they should have won five, ten years ago. But yep. now they're getting nominated for an amazing performance in a movie that nobody has seen. And it's that one movie's nomination one time for one performance. It's wild. Well, and I do think it's getting better. But I think this also just indicates how for so long. The big juicy, you know, award-winning performances were usually the male roles, right? Um, in the bigger movies, exactly. And that's something we discovered when we were doing our hindsight awards: is yep. that the female roles, man, you know, for a for a movie podcast with two straight white dudes, like holy shit, ladies, I get it, like I get it, I get <laughs> it. Why? It's just looking at the roles women have had in the past 20, 10, 5 years, man, it sucks. Yep, I, I get it. Um, and just throwing some additional stats and overloading everybody with more stats. Yes, have, throw them in. Uh, original screenplay nineteen times has the best uh, picture one. Also, original screenplay. Okay. Um, adapted screenplay thirty-seven times. So interesting that Ooh. there's quite a few more adapteds that have won versus mm-hmm. original. And I, to me, I think if that's an indicator of anything, it's just that. You kind of have something going for you when people already know something about the content. Sure. To some point. That is really um, funny. Yeah. Think if about you're not having to get people introduced to this entire world exactly. and this entire concept. Like you kind of have a, the background already. Well, you think about blockbusters nowadays. Everybody's bitching about how like, oh, it's all adaptations and remakes. Hey, the stats tell you that if you write an adapted screenplay, you're more likely to get some love in exactly. the best picture department. Exactly. Interesting. Um, those those we'll stop there for now. <laughs> um, but I think we also have, you know, getting back to best picture. I think yes, uh, we have some interesting um, notes regarding 
um, some of our winners. We do. Or some of our nominations. We do. Like we said before, the the pre, the award season is all made up of all of these different awards that are handed out by all the different guilds, all the different branches, different governing bodies and things like that. So the Golden Globes is the Hollywood Foreign Press. BAFTA is the British Academy of, of uh, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. SAG is the Screen Actors Guild, Producers Guild, Directors Guild, all of these uh, union groups getting together and awarding themselves um, for the, the good work of that year. And, and again, this is typically used as a measuring stick for where the Oscars are going to go because the Oscars, the big prize, right? Except this year, it's all been blown out the window, starting with the Writers Guild Awards. The uh, best original screenplay went to Bo Burnham for eighth grade, not even nominated for an Oscar. And best adapted screenplay went to Can You Ever Forgive Me, nominated for a writing Oscar, but not best picture. So we're going to disregard those and we're going to look at the other winners this year amongst all of those other award ceremonies bohemian rhapsody won once black panther won once green book and roma both won twice in different respects Mm -hmm. um for whether it was producer or actor or director or whatever so those are what we are using as like those are the only four that have won anything yep and so it's interesting the matchups right um like, for example, Roma. Roma won the BAFTA for Best Picture and the Director's Guild, right? For uh, Director's Guild for Best Director. Yep. Two out of the last three years, those the movies that have won those two awards lost Best Picture, yep. which is really weird. Yeah, especially because zero times in the 22 years before – had there been that same scenario where mm-hmm. something wins BAFTA and DGA. Now, there's been a ton of years where those two have been split. Yeah. DGA and BAFTA sure. haven't been the same. But going back the 22 years before that, it had never happened where something wins both of those but doesn't win Best Picture. Right. Uh, but it's interesting that we're seeing this trend um, where it's twice in the last three years, and we're talking about 2015, Revenant yep. won both uh the BAFTA for BAFTA Best Picture and Directors Guild. Yep. And uh, La La Land. And then La La Land. And I think both of those years, I think you could you could argue were pretty surprising the best picture winner. I would agree. Like not that people didn't think Moonlight or Spotlight were terrible movies, just sure. all indicators had said La La Land's gonna dominate. Right. Revenant's going to dominate. Yep. You know, maybe Revenant was a little bit easier to see, but I still remember being surprised that Spotlight won. Spotlight only won two Oscars. It won yep. screenplay in that. I'm still not. I'm. Which the, leads, the which so leads us to be even more <laughs> hesitant to say anybody's the favorite going into this. Yeah. I, I mean, you based off of history, you would go to Roma because of the awards that it's been that it's won. But oh, wait. There's more, David. Yeah. Let's talk about Green Book, right? Green Book has, has again, been at the top of all these nominations. It won the Golden Globe Best Picture Comedy Award, and it won the Producers Guild Award, right, for Best Picture. Five times, only five, has a movie that won Golden Glo- a Golden Globe's Best Picture and won the Producers Guild, lost the Oscar, right? And I'm talking any Golden Globe Best Picture and yep. Producers Guild. Five times, it's only happened five times. Yeah, where it's lost. And ten, the, and the ten times that it did happen, it won. So you're looking at... So ten of, ten of 15 times where we've had this same... Combo. Combo of a best uh, Golden Globe's Best Picture win and a PGA win... It's one best picture. It's one. So two out of three times. Two out of three times. Yeah. 66, two out of three. That's not bad odds. I take those odds. You go to Vegas. Not as as good as two in the last 25. (laughs) No, it was pretty good. (laughs) Um, But still, Roma has that recency issue going for it that there's been a trend that that's not been such a good indicator. Yep, exactly right. Next one, we have Bohemian Rhapsody. That won the Golden Globe for best drama oddly enough yes even though it seemed to have a ton of musical numbers in it um now 14 of the last 24 years the golden globes drama did not win best picture so almost 50 percent of the time 
the Golden Globes drama winner does not win Best Picture. Um, you look at the a couple that did win it. The few times where it happened, Babel and Avatar famously won the Golden Globe for Best Picture without winning the Academy Award for Best Picture. The only reason I bring those up is because there were other dramas that won the Best Picture. That Best Picture that year wasn't won by a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were str- they were completely you know, pushed out. They so won one and lost to this someone else they beat exactly. at the next one. Yeah. Exactly. And then last but certainly not least, you have Black Panther, which you have... Number one, Black Panther won the SAG Award. 11 out of the last 24 years, SAG has won Best Picture. So not great odds, less than 50%. Black Panther's got the one, one, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Intangible. And that is Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney, what 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 show, what, what network are the Oscars on, David? ABC. What studio has the most nominations this year? Disney. Oh, there's some questions there. There's yeah. some there's some eyebrow raising. But it, but it's interesting that if we go off of stats, really we come to four names. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people may think favorite if you were to say write your your odds, mm-hmm. like favorite would be ahead of something like Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure. Which I you know, okay, I'll argue Black Panther, but I would have no problem saying favorite should be higher on the favorites list than bohemian rhapsody i agree but there's just no precedent for something not winning anything and then coming out of the blue and winning best picture it's close. like the closest we've had in recent history is braveheart it's probably braveheart because but, but at least anything. but at least one writer's guild like right. it at least won one thing Braveheart like, and Crash did it. Like it's wild. The it's Crash won Writers Guild and SAG, happened. so at least it had two. Million like, Dollar Baby only won the Directors Guild, and then it won Best Picture. So like, there has been times where like one movie has won one of the previous other awards, but it's it's so rare. It's so. Rare. But again, that's one. Yeah, and we're talking about uh, half of the nominees haven't won anything. Sure, we're talking about. Favorite, we're talking about Vice, we're talking about uh, Star is Born, Black Star is Born, Black Klansman. Those are four movies that one could argue all four of those people would probably vote higher for than Bohemian Rhapsody, and a lot of people would probably vote them higher than Black Panther, but sure, they haven't won anything anywhere. It's wild. Uh, let me ask you a question. This is one's a little spur of the moment here, but if you had to rank these. Before we get into predictions, we got a couple other questions. If you had to rank the best picture nominees this year, how would you rank them? My personal feelings yeah, about them? Yeah, let's do them? personal. Remember, listen, if you get pissed off at our personal standings, I apologize. I do not mean to make you feel like shit for liking Bohemian Rhapsody because I didn't like it. It is super fine if you liked it. There's nothing wrong with that. Queen made some great movies. But this is going to be our list. It's our podcast. Okay, so, so it's our list. I have to excuse myself from two of the nominees because <laughs> I haven't seen them yet. Okay, although I will be seeing them before Sunday, um, so I haven't seen Green Book or Favorite yet. Um, so with the remaining six, um, for me, it is Stars Born, Black Panther, Roma. Black Klansmen, and Vice. Okay. And then Bohemian Rhapsody okay. of those. Um, so I still have to see Green Book and Favorite, but those would be my my personal preference of those six of the eight. I have seen all of them again this year. I think I've seen most of the Best Picture nominees, although some I refuse to on principle. Like I didn't see Philomena because go to hell. Um, Didn't you see our Amor, though? God, don't. <laughs> Why? Why are you going to do that to me, David? I'm never going to get those two hours back. Old people dying slowly. That was my favorite review of a movie by you. God, that movie. Whatever. So I have them ranked. I have Black Panther as number one, and I'll fight anybody for it. I have The Stars Born at number two. I have Roma at number three. Black Klansman at number four. The Favorite at five. Green Book at six. Vice at seven. And Bohemian Rhapsody at eight. Yeah, I mean, I I could I could switch Stars Born and Black Panther very easily. Sure. If you're going which one I enjoyed the most, it's it's Black Panther, right? Um, but if I'm thinking it both, which one I enjoyed as well as which one I think maybe is 
Oscar worthy for Best Picture. Sure. Like I, I maybe lean a little bit towards A Star Is Born, despite the fact that it has won nothing. Exactly. It's wild. Crazy. What else do we got? What other questions do we got? Um, so here's my question to you. Okay. Every every year, and this is one of the things that infuriate you and I the most. Um, <laughs> yes. It feels like certain awards, like I just. I sit back and I question whether that was legitimately who won those categories. Sure. Um, or I just question the voters' minds when they're handing out those categories because there always seems to be like a consolation award given mm-hmm. out. And, and there's another one, too, that I'll follow this up with. But we'll start with the consolation award. So there's always that film that was really well received, a really high quality film that for whatever reason doesn't win anything just doesn't but it do seems it. to get that one win that doesn't f- probably doesn't feel that satisfying for the makers of it with how many things that they were nominated for yeah but at the end of the day at least it won an Oscar it won type something of thing. it's an academy you know award like sometimes film. it'll get thrown like you know one of the categories I feel like they do this a lot with is the writing categories like okay. adapted or original okay like a lot of times you'll see like I think one of the ones that people are talking about this year maybe is Klansman getting adapted, adapted, mm-hmm. but not winning director or yeah. Best you look picture. at like Jordan Peele and Get Out. Exactly. Like, admittedly, Jordan Peele one hundred percent deserved an Oscar Absolutely. for Get Out. Absolutely. But like, oh well, we can't give him the director, so hey, let's give him the writer. And we can't give it Best Picture. Right. So like, those are the types of stories that I'm talking about. Is ones where like. You kind of question how could it be the best adapted screenplay, but not right. <laughs> you know, well, you want anything my, else? One of my of favorite examples is the year of Titanic in 1997, when Titanic won 11 Oscars. But two of my all-time favorite movies won the screenplay awards: Goodwill Hunting won Best Original, and L.A. Confidential won Best Adapted. And to me, like that raises them above. Like those are the two better told told stories. Yeah. Titanic won 11 Oscars, sure, but these two had the best. Scripts, meaning they were the best told stories, and that's yeah. I like that. So, so do you see any any oh, movies man. that are going to get consolation awards this I, year? You brought up Klansman. I think it is very possible that Spike wins his Oscar there. You know, we've been talking. Do you think about, he wins it for director though, or do you think he wins it for adapted? I don't think anybody's beating Quaderon for director. He's so, been pretty consistent across the board in true. winning director awards. It's true, um, it's not out of the question. Uh, I, but he's got it pretty much unlocked. Yeah, 20, 21 of the last 22 years, mm-hmm. it, the Directors Guild has picked the winner for so, the Oscar. So and there's that. this year was Quaron. Um, And then I think, you know, I, I was really hoping that Black Panther was going to be the Mad Max of this year. <laughs> where it just, because Mad Max won seven Oscars, mm-hmm. right? That's one less than Slumdog Millionaire. Like, it cleaned up. In the, but it didn't win Best Picture. Um, and I thought Black Panther was kind of being positioned to do that same thing. I have severe doubts <laughs> on if it's going to win anything now. You know, I, I don't think it has a chance in sound. or I don't think it has a chance in song. Um, again, you can't ever rule out Disney, you know, making, spending the big money to push for it. But so- I, so which what would be its consolation prize if it I wins? I mean, something? maybe maybe like a production design, you know, maybe a production design, maybe a um, it didn't get makeup and hairstyling, maybe costuming, uh, possible possibly, but that would be really hard to beat like the favorite on because costume designers love their period shit. Um, so if I had to pick a consolation prize for Black Panther for Black Panther, it'd probably be production design. But even then, like it deserves it, you know. The other one that I think is a dark horse for that, um, for its consolation prize would be potentially best score. I know if, oh, Beale, that'd be dope. if, if Beale Street could talk is is the favorite mm-hmm. and it didn't get much love out for the Oscars as a whole. Black Panther won um, the Grammy. And Black so. Panther won a Grammy, so yeah. there's potential there. I could see that one being it and Beale Street just being completely left out. I honestly think that despite the fact that he has won the majority of the Guild Awards, I think an Oscar for Rami Malek is a bit of a consolation prize. Because they don't, like, they, oh, Brian Singer, oh, you can't award a film directed by Brian Singer with the highest possible honor, but we can recognize the solid performance that leads the film. If 
That sounds like a consolation prize. I mean, I think the difference, though, with that is no one really feels like it's deserving. Except for half, e- of, half of the things that it's nominated for. Ex- well, I mean, so, except anyways, for the things that it got nominated for. We could go for. down a rabbit hole with Bohemian Rhapsody. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> um, the other thing that we get a lot of times is... Oh, real quick on that. Yeah. Star is Born. You think it's going to get any... Con- I mean, Shallow is probably... The one award you'd say it's the right. favorite for. You think it's got anything else? It should, got a chance in anything it else? It should win a lot of awards. It's not going to. Like, it should win. Um, I think it's, sh- well, it's hard to say it should win cinematography because Roma's so gorgeous. One of the it ones. It should win actress. I'll fucking say it. It should win actor. What? A- like, it should win all of those. What about one of the ones that it's head to head with a movie you just mentioned, too? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the favorites for sound mixing. Yeah. Um, sound editing is is leaning towards First Man. Uh-huh. But sound mixing, a lot of people have down to Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Star is Born. Born. Or Roma, or, even. Yeah. I mean, it's such a coin toss with some of these movies, man. They're so different from one another. Like, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody and Star is Born are the concert movies, right? And that's yeah. what makes them so attractive as sound nominations. But Black Panther is a fucking wild superhero action fantasy movie first man is a realistic space movie roma is the quietest movie in the world but the genius is in that in the sound design is so it's so it has such depth that you mm-hmm. feel like you're in there all the gunshots and sitting in the movie theater and hearing people laughing around you it's wild sitting in the movie theater yeah uh in the in the uh, there's actually the scene in Roma uh, okay I was gonna they, say I, I I didn't see it in the theater I did not see Roma in the theaters <laughs> either but like it just there's the little touches of when they are in the movie sure. theater and you I can gotcha. hear everything that's so hard to pick I don't know if it has a chance for it okay like so, I just don't I would want if it were up to me I would give more awards to stars born and black and, and Black Panther than Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Roma, but I like those movies more. Sure. That's my opinion. Okay. So. Um, it's tough, though. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Lock it in. There you go. <laughs> All right. Last one on kind of the things that, you know, I think are big questions, but also kind of infuriate us. And sure. you also already alluded to this, but there always seems to be that achievement that lifetime achievement award even though they actually give out someone that they recognize every yeah. year um there always seems to be and it's typically in the acting but occasionally we see it in um i mean you, you see know it in directors editing. or we editing or cinematography, cinematography. Yep. we've even seen it in music sometimes on sure. the the score or the best song at times sure. um but there always seems to be someone that you you look back on their career and you see all the ones all the movies and performances or mm-hmm. all the uh, cinematography um, work and things like that. There's always one where you look back and you say, they won for that? Really? Yeah. But they didn't win for these other ones that mm-hmm. were far better? Exactly. Because um, this is all dumb. So <laughs> I think the one that comes out most obvious is Glenn Close. Yes. Um, so much so. This is... And and I will I will disclose that I have not seen the wife. Me neither. But absolutely everything I read and 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 not just you know angry Twitter people, uh, but everything you read is that it's it's nothing exceptional from a standpoint of like Glenn Close's career. Like right. everybody can think of tons of more memorable as well as tons of better performances. Are there any others other than Glenn Close that come to mind that might end up winning more from a achievement side of things you're talking this year specifically this year um there's not a lot uh i think spike get nominated for best director for black klansman black klansman's great film is it his like top three i don't know uh, it certainly hits a nerve nowadays and it may very well be top five but when spike doesn't get nominated for like do the right thing or malcolm x or or whatever like that's fucking bananas right so I'll say that Spike getting a director's nomination for Black Klansman is a little bit of one. Um, I think, let's see, if you have to go, Sam Elliott is like, I mean, he deserves it 100% for A Star is Born. But man, you know, Sam Elliott, what a career he's had. Um, the All the supporting actresses are all fairly, you know, new and recent. 
Um, the maybe Willem Dafoe again. Like I still don't understand how he got well, that nomination. And I and I think supporting is a good example of. Again, and this doesn't always go the wrong way. Like Sam Elliott's yeah, sure. performance in A Star Is Born is 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 fantastic, right? And I would put it up there with every one of the other supporting roles in here. Like again, I think everybody is pretty much set that Mahershala is gonna win. I mean, yeah, he's won everything. He's won everything, but if Sam Rock or uh, if uh, Sam Elliott won, it's not like people would be screaming and saying that was a terrible performance. No. That wasn't even close to Sam Elliott's best. Like, it's true. Like, people would still be thinking, okay, like he did a good job in that. So, right. like, that's why I think even as big of a lock as Mahershala is, you could make a case that like maybe there's a path for Sam Elliott to win. Maybe this weekend. Like, maybe if you want to like ride the long shot. Like, <laughs> if you want to take the the long shot to win and just take a flyer, like. Neither of us actually gamble on on these, but I know there's betting sites and all that that you can find yeah, these different is. bets. Like Sam Elliott, if you wanted to take a dark horse in a category, like it's not a bad that would bet. be someone I would pick. Like it's not a bad put bet. money on Mahershala and then put a couple bucks on on Sam Elliott, yeah, and you'll happens. win big if you get it. See what happens. I'm just looking at the best actress nominees. Like like they nominated Jennifer Lawrence for Joy for crying out loud. They nominated. I, it's this is insane, you know. They, Kate Winslet leading, re, winning for the reader. Meryl Streep winning for Iron Lady. Julianne Moore lit winning for Still Alice. Marie and Cotillard winning for Levia and Rose when it didn't get nominated for anything. Charlize Theron winning for Monster. What else did that win? It's crazy. It's nonsense. Movies. This, Oscars are nonsense, David. This is all crazy. It's the fact that we're awarding. Subjective art is cuckoo bananas. All right. I can't believe we've dedicated so Be- much content. Before to we it. let Rick continue to ramble on about his issues with the Oscars, Strap let's get in. to our let's get to our predictions. Um, full disclosure: we are doing this on a Tuesday night. We are, and we both reserve the right to make changes before. Sure, we have a contest every year with a title belt. You, if you're on social media at all, you can see Rick. Showing off his belt from last year. Yep. Title um, belt winner. One year. And holding it. So we may make some changes and we'll probably publicize our final picks um, right around the start of the Oscars to show what our picks are for the night uh, and make those public. Make but public. we're going to do slightly early Oscar predictions um, going through and picking our winners as of today, Tuesday. February, what is it, the 19th? 19th. At 9.16 Pacific. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick little ad break. Hey, good movie buddies. Before we continue on, I want to remind everybody that you can get regular episodes of The Popcorn Diet delivered to you for free by just hitting that subscribe button, following us wherever you're listening from. Just take a couple minutes. Just hit the little subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us five stars. Give us a review. We'd really, really appreciate you taking those few moments to help us out and, and review, share The Popcorn Diet with any of your good movie buddies. We also... Want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast. Because not only are you going to help us improve uh, the podcast in all ways, shapes, and forms, but it'll also get you access to exclusive patron only episodes like our franchise refills. We got some episodes coming out leading up to Shazam uh, and other. We got a lot of big franchise movies coming out this year. So check that out. Consider becoming a Patreon or a patron. At the Popcorn Diet, patreon.com slash the Popcorn Diet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, reviews, Oscar predictions, hindsight awards, and more at our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But, David, now it's time for our Academy Award predictions. And I'm going to kind of do these in the order that they do. All I remember about Oscar shows is that they do the supporting actors like really early. And then we'll just kind of mow through everything else. All right. So starting with actor in a supporting role, I'm not going to read through all the nominees. This is going to take us forever. I just want to know who do you have 
for actor in a supporting role? Are you going with are you going with the uh, the constant? What are you doing there? I, I can't quite pull the trigger as much as if I was swinging for the f- fences, I would go with my boy Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the guy who's been winning absolutely everything. Everything. Even though of all the SAG awards, this is the least predictive category. True. But I'm going Mahershala. I'm going also Mahershala. Um, look out for Richard E. Grant, though. Don't sleep on Richard E. Grant because I there's a lot of talk. We'll see if there's any action there. Um, so both of us going Mahershala. All right, here's another one. Actress in a supporting role. Who do you got? This one is not as clear-cut as many might seem. To me, there are at least there are still three viable contenders here. I know, and the one I lean towards you don't think is a viable okay. contender. If I was to take the non-favorite. Um, you know what? I think this is going to be an example of one of those quote-unquote consolation prizes. Okay. Um, I think if Beale Street can talk, this is going to be the the one thing that it takes down um, when I think going into the year and even late in the year, you know, this was one of those that was maybe going to pull in a ton of Oscar nominations. And it didn't. The people attached to it, all yep. that kind of stuff. And really, I think it only got this and, and score. score. So uh, I'm going Regina adapted, King. It got adapted screenplay too. Regina King. I am, I still haven't, I guess... If I had to lock one in, Regina King is right there. I'm going to say Rachel Weisz, though. I think she's gotten a little bit more love, um, and and the favorite's gotten a little bit more love than Beale Street has. I still think Dark Horse Amy Adams. It's possible. If she doesn't win, this is, what, seven without a win or six? It'll be, this is her, would be shit. I think it's her sixth or seventh without winning. She'll be the new one. If Glenn Close wins and she doesn't, she will be the new most nominations without a victory. That's alive. Yeah, that's alive. Which means that she's gonna get nominated and win for some bullshit role in like five years. Um, that's why I think they might. That's why I don't count her out. I know you want to say it's a three horse race, I know. but don't count her out. I know. All right, let's go to some of the. Uh, let's go to the documentaries. Let's do documentary short short subject. Um, this, I mean, as as per usual, most of the short subjects are like crap shoots for us. But for so- short subject, I am going to go right now. And again, I, f- I fully reserve the right to research this further, but I am going to go with period, end of sentence. I've heard talk about this. I've seen this being picked for a couple of ones, so I'm going with period, end of sentence. For my pick right now, and I can't tell you why other than it's the one I've heard the most of, it's black sheep. Okay. Okay. Word of mouth. Uh, piggybacking off of that documentary feature. This one's really hard. Number one, the fact that One Should Be Not My Neighbor isn't nominated is... Is mind-boggling. It's insane. Um, but to me, I have it between two. I have it between Free Solo and RBG. I'm going to give the edge to Free Solo, but don't don't count on RBG. I'm free, I'm free Solo. <coughs> to me, this one... Free Solo, I see being RBG. I feel like when it came out, had a ton of momentum, mm-hmm. but it I haven't heard anything. Like I still see people talking still, about watching like, Free still alive. Solo. Like, yeah. <laughs> not to, had I she mean, had she died during this, like it would be a lock, right? Like, and I don't mean that in a morbid no. way, but like that's guaranteed. And it, and I think even if she had died recently, it would be a lock. Oh, yeah. But because it's a living person, I think it, it sounds <laughs> terrible. It hurts its chances, but. Um, I think more people walked away um, and I heard more buzz about like the craziness of free solo. Free solo I've heard is just absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, just in terms of what, what they do and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, let's do the short films. Let's do, let's do the happy ones first. Animated short film, David, who do you got for animated short film? Are you going up against the Titan or are you rolling with the Titans? The Titan bow. The Titan is bow. The Titan is Pixar Disney. What did I talk about earlier? 17 nominations. Owns I, the broadcasting company. I am going bow. Okay, me too. Um, and it's again, it full fully it could change, but but bow hits a lot of checks a lot of boxes off. Yeah. Um, for what uh, what Hollywood and the uh, the Academy is looking for, live action short film. David, you and I briefly researched these short films. I think it, it can safely be said 
that you and I have no desire to see any of these. <laughs> it's rough. It's literally every single one of them is like a child gets kidnapped or killed or some crazy bullshit. Yeah. It reminds me of when I went to school for filmmaking and we all were in a class. There's like 25 of us and we had to write, you know, our 10 page script that was going to be our thesis script. Right. And then the you printed out a version. This is back when we printed things out, printed out a version for everybody in class. And then everybody on class voted for the movie that they wanted to make as a class project. Right. And I swear to God, David, most of them were about drugs and depression and like uh, like angsty, you know, college film student bullshit. And mine was like about a, it was a love story between a nerdy guy and his gulp, his big gulp, his big gulp soft drink and the people trying to get in between him and his big gulp soft drink. Suffice it to say, I won the vote and we made the film and it's not a very good film. But regardless, <laughs> I feel I see a lot of film student shit on this on this list. So of all the things that we read, David, which one are you going with? I know what one I'm going with. I'm going with the Canadians, okay. even though they're French Canadians. <laughs> oh, it's the worst kind of Canadian. <laughs> but we're going uh, with Marguerite. Marguerite, okay. Um, Canadian short drama film. Uh, to me, it's the happiest of the... <laughs> Of the five. That might push it over the edge, honestly. It might, it might be what be. it needs. But if, if you needed, for a description for everybody, because I don't think anybody, most people watching this probably haven't watched any of them. Probably not. Which I believe that actually these shorts are actually pretty available online. Uh, both, Yeah, both um, animated and live action. But this one is about an elderly woman who confronts her long repressed romantic feelings for another woman after learning that her home care nurse, Rachel, is a lesbian. Interesting. Fairly wrote the script comparing her generation to her grandmother's. Okay. So, it's like a coming of age at, at retirement coming of age. really old age. Hey, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. absolutely. Cool. Um, I'm going with skin. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's out of that all one just, of, That one just... Out of all the ones that happen, like, that one seems to have, like, the most social commentary, I guess. I don't know. These movies are all sound. They all sound so damn depressing. Um, all right. Let's do the sound category. Sound editing and sound mixing. Who do you got? Now, there is a difference between the two. One is about um, taking the sounds that are recorded on set and being able to put them together. And the other is all about taking all of the sounds that's ADR, that's uh, overly recorded stuff and putting it together into one big mix. So that's the difference between the two. Who do you got? Here? This one made me really happy to pick between, but I'm also torn because I'm between first man and a quiet place. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first man because this feels like it's consolation prize. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people, again, this was another movie that people looked at who was involved in this mm -hmm. and what it was about. You included, uh, both of us included, and said, how does this not get nominated for tons of Oscars? Right. And it's gotten nominated for very few. So I am going with First Man. Okay. I am really torn between these, but for sound editing... I am. I, I mean, to me, honestly, I don't think it's any of the ones that I want to win. I think it's going to be the two, two between the two that I would rather not win. And it's not again. I would rather they not win because I like the other films and I know that these films might win in other places. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? I know. Interesting. I just I'm not proud of it. I just think that that's going to win somewhere. Yeah. And then sound mixing, I am actually going to give to A Star is Born because I don't know many opportunities for that film to win Oscars. I wouldn't be shocked if Roma, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, if any of those took it to be honest with you. This is all such a crapshoot it feels like. I had this is one of those that I forgot to look up how many times the two sound ones line up. Um, Ooh, that's a good stat. There's, there's, a, I think that it's pretty common, but I am, uh, I am actually, I had down Stars Born as well. I think that's going to be one of its. All right, all right, token all right. ones. I like it. So let's talk about the way that a film looks. So we're gonna hit four, actually five different words here. Um, starting, we'll do them in alphabetical order. Let's talk with about cinematography. I feel like this is one of the few locks um, of the night. For cinematography, I don't think anything is beating Roma, despite the fact that like the the favorite is such a beautifully filmed movie, and this A Star Is Born, likewise, 
the way that that film uses colors, it's wild. But Roma is literally, you can pause that movie at any point, print it out, and frame it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so good. So I'm going with Roma. I got Roma as well. All right. Costume design. This one's really tough because I think it trends to things that a lot of people would think that it would trend towards like Mary Poppins or Black Panther. But I think this one is one where the favorite has it locked in the bag for costume design. So I'm going with the favorite. I think along those same lines, I actually think Mary Queen of Scots has a good shot, too, because it's also the same type of period piece. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to go the favorite as well. Speaking, okay, favorite on that one as well. Speaking of Mary Queen of Scots, we got makeup and hairstyling, one of the only uh, categories left with just three nominees between Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Who do you got? Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Vice. Vice. I think it's really hard to vote because remember, like, Suicide Squad won this award. So, Academy Award winning film Suicide Squad won Best Makeup and Hairstyling. So, you can't completely disregard Border. And Mary Queen of Scots period piece, everybody loves. But the stuff they do in Vice is crazy. It's like next level stuff. So I'm also going with Vice. If you saw a picture, question on that. If you saw a picture of Christian Bale in Vice, not knowing at all who played Dick Cheney, would you be able to say that's Christian Bale? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I would. The thing is, is like the second I heard he was playing him, I was hunting for pictures. Like I'm like, I got to see this. But... If I looked at Mary Queen of Scots, I could name you. Probably. The actresses. Probably. Production design. That's the look of the film. That is designing the sets, the costumes, the aesthetic of it. Um, For production design, I am going to go with the favorite as well. I think that that movie is immaculately designed. I think all of these movies are. Black Panther, you know, I put as a possibility. You know, don't, don't, you know, forget, don't sleep on Black Panther. But I'm giving production design to the favorite. What about you? Uh, Production design. I really want to pick Black Panther here, but. I I had down favorite, so favorite. Well, let's think we got down favorite then. Um, all right. Here's another one. Visual effects. Who do you got for special effects, David? Special visual effects. I am happy to say I have Avengers Infinity War for I, this. I would love to pick Avengers Infinity War. I think Avengers Infinity War has a really good shot of winning. But you want to talk about consolation prizes, my man. First man, like, of course the Academy would give the realistic movie the Academy Award for visual effects instead of any one of these amazing Yeah, I have it getting sound movies. editing, so I've already given it its Okay, interesting, report. interesting. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and then last one before some of the bigger ones, although this is definitely considered to be a big one, film editing. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and the favorite won the Ace Awards, if I'm not mistaken. So you cannot count those two out. But I think Vice is just the f- most flashily edited film. So I'm and Bohemian Rhapsody is not a good edited film. It's so crazy to me. Anyways, I'm giving it to Vice. I'm torn between Klansman and mm. Vice on this one. Um, as you said, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody is that well edited. And my issue, I have my favorite as vice okay my problem picking it is that its editing was divisive it from was the standpoint of a lot of people hated how it was edited true it wasn't that it was edited poorly they just disagreed with the decisions very, in editing it was very edited yes like it was it was not inconspicuous which concerns me a little bit except sure. for the fact that i feel like the majority of people who were upset with the editing are not people with Oscar votes. That's a fine point. So I'm going to go Vice. I'm going to go Vice. I do think that that movie suffers from being a little bit too far up its own ass. I think it's just like, that's the best way I can describe it. But I do think the Dark Horse over Bohemian Rhapsody to me is Black Klansman. Yeah, Um, don't sleep on Black Klansman for sure. I, I, I do think that film... You remember some of the editing in it without it being like over the top, right. like I think Vice is and to that's some Spike. point. You know, yeah, that's exactly these movies. Um, best animated feature film, David. Now, there is 
precedent here in what the overwhelming favorite might be versus the winner. That being said, I'm going back into the Spider Verse, baby. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm proud you. You didn't. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. This. I'm sticking to my guns. I felt One like of my favorite films of the year. I felt like you for sure were gonna bail on it. No, I'm sticking with it, baby. And if it doesn't, I've, then then this whole thing is a sham if it doesn't win. Ever since I've seen it, I I, I switched from Incredibles two to that. Although, and Incredibles two is so good. Although there was always the dark horse of. Um, Isle of Dogs because yep. I actually watched it and I actually really enjoyed Isle of Dogs so I'll give give credit where it's due um, but yeah I'm going Spider-Man alright Spider-Man foreign language film I think this is another lock for the night I think if anything other than Roma wins it'll be one of the biggest upsets in history N- nothing needs to be said there Roma's winning you know what but film. you say that Cold Come War on. Cold War came out of nowhere Cold War won cinematography that's it didn't it also win in a a recent one no, from someone? No, it didn't win any. I mean, it got the director nomination. Like that's a big yeah, that's big a big deal. deal. It's not getting foreign film. I know, I have Roma. It's not. <laughs> it's not getting foreign film. Um, best original. You're not very good at creating drama. I know. It's. I mean, it's, it, but it is what it is. Like in some of these categories, it's you're trying to. In. You got to try to talk people out of getting the wrong into getting the wrong answer or questioning okay, their answers. Well, well, then, best original score. Okay. Beale Street, number one, it's widely considered and agreed upon that the fact that First Man isn't on Best Original Score is a travesty, and I agree. That score is phenomenal. I cannot believe it didn't get nominated. Uh, I'm going with my Grammy winner. I'm going with my boy Ludwig here. I'm going Black Panther for Best Original Score. It's been one of my favorite scores all year, and I'm just going to be a homer about it. So I'm going Black Panther. Did you steal my answer from our conversation earlier? No, I had Black Panther down for the longest time. I love Black Panther's been my favorite score all year. Oh, I know it's been your favorite score. The whole Wakanda. But theme. you usually don't pick with your heart. You usually pick with your head. Well, these might change. You know, I might screw these all up. I'm on Black Panther. You're on Black Panther. Original song, yet another lock. I mean, I feel. Very, very close to a lock in Shallow. If it's not Shallow, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, All right, last few awards. We got like six left, I think. Uh, Let's go with Adapted Screenplay. This one, I think, is really, really tough. Because I think if you track what has won... I think you have to pick something like Can You Ever Forgive Me? I think A Star Is Born is worth the conversation. But if you want to track constellations and what's going to win, I think Blank Klansman is going to take a best adapted screenplay. That's what I have down. Original screenplay, David. This one's really difficult, in my opinion. Um, Because you have First Reformed. I happen to think that this is probably going to go to First Reformed. That being said, Green Book has won a lot. You have Roma in there. Vice, again, I think is suffering from being too far It's up, up its own ass. I can't believe I'm going to do this, mm. but I'm going to go first reformed. What? Yeah. <laughs> really? I am. Interesting. I just feel like it's one of those, like, it, 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 it was widely, widely, you know, praised during the year. Ethan Hawke didn't get nominated for Best Actor. You know, and there's possibilities that it won't win. You know, there are possibilities because Paul Schrader's come out and has been basically like, fuck the Academy for the entire campaign process. All right. So there's that. But like, good, what else good, wins? Good moviegoers or good movie buddies. I'm just going to make a prediction that Rick on his final ballot does not pick First Reformed. <laughs> um, with that being said, I will go to my pick. Um, and my pick for this is Favorite. Favorite? That was my second pick. I'll give you that. Um, best director, David. Is anybody? Does anybody? I like Spike for sure has a chance, but Alfonso has won most of the director awards, so I'm giving it to Alfonso for Roma. I think he's taking it. Yeah, I don't. I don't go against the Directors Guild. I'll take. I'll take the one L in the last twenty five years on the on the chin, <laughs> okay. and go with the twenty four times that it's led me down the right path. Okay. Um, speaking of speaking of consistency, best actor. I know who should win, and I know, and that there are two answers to that. I was gonna say who should win. The two answers are it should be between this should be a two horse race between Christian Bale and Bradley Cooper. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Defoe. No, <laughs> Defoe should have won for um, uh, the, Boondock Saints. Yes, 
There was a firefight. <laughs> yes, he should have won. Um, but Rami has won everything, man. He's won all of the acting. I, I don't. I don't see him losing. You're not. You're not going against it. I can't. I mean, I would like. I would pick Christian do, Bale. I was gonna say, who do you think? Who do you think? If you had to pick one out of here to upset Rami, Christian who's Bale. your? You think Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Yeah. It, that's he's insane in that movie. I still think Bradley Cooper's the dark horse there. I mean, he. I don't disagree. But I'm on Rami too. But that's I'm not, why I'm not going a, against that's all why the they other. call him a dark horse. Yeah. Another interesting one, David. To me, this is a two horse race as well with a potential dark horse. I think actress is down to Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman. I think Lady Gaga is a dark horse here. But I'm gonna be cynical and say that the Academy is gonna keep doing what the Academy does and give Glenn Close an Oscar for a role that doesn't matter. When she should have won years ago. <laughs> this one I am going with the dark horse. Ooh, I'm going with Gaga. You're going with Gaga. Okay, all right. Interesting there. Uh, and that takes us to the final award of the night, man. God, I don't I I I genuinely don't know what to do here. <laughs> I still don't have it written down. Um, I know that I want and I will see, here's the thing: Black Panther could benefit a lot from the preferential ballot. Mm-hmm. I could see Black Panther getting a lot of love that way. So I am very, very, very tempted to go Black Panther here. I'm also very tempted to go with Green Book. Um, it seems to be a movie that a lot of the old guard loves. And I can't, I mean, Roma, I hate this. <laughs> who, do you, who, do you, who do you have for best picture? Is that, are you locked in? No, I'm not locked in at all. <laughs> No, I'm not locked in at all. I know that Vice isn't getting it. I know that A Star is Born is probably not going to get it. I know that Black Klansman's not going to get it. I'm pretty sure Bohemian Rhapsody's not going give to it, get it. Pretty sure The Favorite's not going to get it. So that leaves me <laughs> with three. Green Book, Roma, or Black Panther. Fuck it. I'm going Black Panther. <laughs> There's a lot. Of, I'm, I'm very upset. I'm saying a lot. Of, I did a lot. I did... I did not curse hardly at all in the Lego episode. <laughs> I've thrown it out for this episode. I apologize. Sorry, Mom. I'm going Black Panther. Screw it. Long live Disney. Wakanda forever. I'm going Roma. Yeah. I mean, it probably will happen. I don't think that you can completely write off the Netflix, you know, uh, stigma yeah. yet. Well, um, and, and Also, a foreign film has never won Best Picture. There's a lot going against it. I know. I know. As well as what we just mentioned that two of the last three years when something won BAFTA and DGA, it lost best, best picture. I mean, it is just it's a wild year. The fact that there are no I think I think this runners. is where preferential ballot will help Roma. OK, um, interesting from that standpoint, because I think I think it's going to have enough people saying it was their favorite movie. Sure. Um I don't know whether it will have enough to make it on favorites only because just the real quick synopsis of how you win best picture, you need a certain number of votes, correct? Correct. And if you don't and if we don't get a winner from counting the first place votes, we move to the second place votes. Yes. And if we don't if someone doesn't hit that number with the first and second place votes, we go to third place. Usually it doesn't get that far. Correct. But that's typically how it goes. Uh, and so I just think there's going to be so many people putting Roma as their favorite film of the year. Um, I think if it doesn't get enough first place votes, mm-hmm. I think it's in trouble. And that's where I see something like Green Book or even Black Panther stepping in. Because I could see Black Panther having an okay number of first place votes, but yeah. I could see it having a lot of second and third place votes. Um, same thing with like Green Book um, and maybe with Favorite too. But I kind of when I was deciding, I was down to three. I was down to Roma, Green Book and Black Panther. Right. It's just it's going to be really interesting is all I can say. The whole preferential thing every year, I think I get it, even though like you describe it to me, like I still and even though I've watched so many videos on it, I'm still like, I think I get it. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, and, and certain films get 
eliminated through the process. So I, I made it very simple and and maybe even butchered it slightly. Eh. Uh, but I think I talked through the the heart of what it's trying to accomplish. Correct. Um, but there is a process where certain nominees get eliminated, um, and you reapportion the vote. So right. like you take the first place votes and you chop off the people that didn't get a certain number percentage of votes. Right. And then and you, you move to who picks. their second pick was. Right. Um, so like if someone's favorite film was Bohemian Rhapsody or Vice. Right. And Vice gets and knocked Vice out gets right like away. 10% of the votes. It gets knocked out. And we move to what all those people that picked Vice as their favorite film had as their second favorite film. Right. Black Panther. Um, exactly. And so that's where I think if something like Roma doesn't win off of like being the whatever number it is that needs sure um of first place votes. Yeah. I think that's where it opens the door for some of these. And and I don't know this for sure, but I think that's also where we've gotten the surprises in previous years. Right. Where the preferential ballot, like a movie might have been in every single person's top three. Right. But it loses to a film that was in a lot of people's top two. Right. You know, it's so weird. it's just weird. It's weird. It is what it is. Unfortunately, Oscar season is just about to come to a close. We got our Oscars on Sunday, and then obviously we're going to have our reactions podcast where we talk and yell and scream and get angry about all of this. I fully believe that I am not going to keep the belt this year, but it's been a it's been an Oscar season. It's been an award season. Uh, before we wrap up again, I want to remind everybody to just hit that subscription button, hit that follow button, wherever you're listening to The Popcorn Diet, you'll get new episodes delivered to you for free every week. So we appreciate the few seconds that you take to give us a rating, hit subscribe, give us a review. Also, of course, check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast to help us improve the podcast. Uh, Different gear, different merch, different podcast episodes, um, but also get you access to things like merch, like patron-exclusive episodes. So remember, you can find that at patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, all of our articles, all of our reviews, our Oscar predictions, our hindsight awards, all the different ways that you can listen to us and more at our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But for the Canadian machine... Mr. David Melhorn. I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time with the aftermath of the Academy Awards on the Popcorn Diet. Adios.